3D6 down the line. Good evening, everybody. We're back. This is 3D6 down the line. Uh, we are doing our Dolmenwood campaign, continue episode 17 using the old school essential system. And uh, I am your referee, John. And going around the horn once again, we have Mike playing Alfred, the magic user, David playing Gwillem, brother Gwillem, the friar, and Matt playing Halifax Swinney, the knight, and Ted playing Argus, the fighter. Uh, so we left our intrepid adventurers in quite a conundrum last time. Um, a little bit of a time issue. So they um, had issued out of the White Way uh, at the southern end of it through the Mizzle Door, which was near Fog Lake. Um, after encountering, uh, well, they were hidden. They, they they were hiding in a crypt and actually saw the uh, Droon walk by who were hunting them. Um, and exiting out, uh, Brother Gwillem went right back in. But Brother Gwillem never came back out, according to the other three. Um, not only that, but uh, when you guys had exited out of the Mizzle Door, um, the uh, Pim, your uh, Brother Gwillem's retainer, and uh, was no nowhere to be seen. So it appears, too, because the sun is uh, further in the sky than when you had left it, that there was uh, it's either later in the day or it is has advanced significantly in time um through a number of days you have a feeling it's the latter because the weather is slightly different as well um so i guess we're going to pick it up there um let's see right so i think we had agreed amongst ourselves that we were going to you know knowing that there was a possibility of time dilation we'd kind of work that out recognizing that Gwillem had done something slightly crazy. We were just going to wait for him, but but not out in the open. We have to hide in case the Droon come out. So we need to look for someplace nearby where we can hide ourselves uh, and still keep an eye on the door so that it, Gwillem doesn't come out like, oh, crap, where did everybody go, you know? Um, in fact, I was thinking maybe we could ask the, uh, the Moss Dwarves for a little bit of help. Yeah, good um, idea. Help, you know, they seem to know this area really well. Um, or at least the forest really well. They could they could help us find a good hiding spot, camouflage Maybe. us a little bit so we could watch. So the scenario is though that the the drone were going in the opposite direction, right? They were actually going towards the glamouring gate. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. So um and you didn't give yourselves away. So you have no indication that they would be coming back through the middle door anytime soon. Um right. and right. I think they're gonna meet a bunch of pissed off goat guys. That would be amazing. That would. <laughs> that's actually oh. more legit, right? Like, because if they decided that they were angry and tracked you, they might have gone through the glamour gate. But you don't know what their predilection is for fairy doors whenever they see them, right? Yes, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, to be even if, even Willem's if, got this, though he's got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if there's no particular immediate reason to think the Druun are about to pop out, it would still be the better part of valor to just be discreet and, and not stand out in the open because they could. Right. So, and, and they may not be the only party looking for us, right? Like there might be more than one, right? They might have put out an APB on us and be like, if you find these jack offs in the woods, please go kill them. And so there might be like groups everywhere, right? Like we have to think about be that. Great. If the, all the Adrian were looking for us, I love that. <laughs> that's so exciting. That's, so for the th best to, wagon, that'll help. Best to assume the worst, my friend. <laughs> so for the three of you, it's uh, 3 p.m. And the weather is clement and cheery. So it's a lovely spring day. Um, uh, 
you can hear like the there's these creatures called bog owls. Um, you can hear like their booming croaks, sort of as the as evening settles in a little bit in the surrounding ve- uh, vegetation around here. Um, and you know that there's there's wisps of fog that uh, kind of um, betray the presence, the nearby presence of Fog Lake somewhere to the south. Right. Yes. So I mean, we if remember. We, sorry, go ahead, I Mike. Raised, I raised my head. In my hand. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Didn't see it. I was looking at the map. If we were to fast march directly to where we left our wagon, which is in this hex, how long would it take to get there? So it's it's not in this hex. This is a wild hex. You 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 left the cart in the nearest hex um, that where there was road, and then you traveled south. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, okay. but but yes, if you, given that, um, uh given you know no no weird stuff happening like if you just make a beeline through the wilderness back to uh, as a crow flies to that to the cart again you're looking at um about uh about six or seven miles okay not a journey you can start at three o'clock in the afternoon in the forest in like early springtime or mid-springtime or 10 years from when we went through the door or whatever it is yeah. and expect to like get there like in a reasonable fashion. Okay. So you'd definitely be still be traveling at nighttime and you would be in completely trackless wilderness. Yeah. So we should definitely wait for morning and we'll Absolutely. tell the boss dwarves that and say that we have a camp by the road about six, seven miles that way. If they're still there, we have no long, no idea how long we were in the gate, but that'll make our journey back to civilization that much easier if we find them. Okay, this is like K. Bobby's. Um, it seems seems pretty pleasant here, but mm, might be danger of something coming through the door. Let's hide. Yeah, we, I think so. Some place we can get into, you know, a copse of trees or some scrub or brush or something. Um, can but, we do like a YouTube montage and just build like a cool like underground uh, like bunker? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, about, what about your friend? He hasn't uh, come back out through the door. We'll keep an eye on the door. We'll keep an eye on the door. Wherever we go should be close enough to the door that we can swap out a watch, right? We're going to have to have somebody kind of watching the door all night until, you know, he, he yeah. shows up. We don't want to abandon him, even though we only just met the guy. Kind of, yeah. That's a good point. Um <laughs> He's a man of God, though. Okay. You know, we gotta, well, there's um, it's take care of the, the door is right in the midst of the forest, right? So there's like trees all around. There's plenty of places to hide. Um, there's no caves sure. or anything, unfortunately. But um, uh, you do know that the stories about Fog Lake is that it is in a deep basin, um, that apparently has um, uh, uh crystal-lined caves, like basically surrounding it. Um, but that would not be within sight of the Mizzle Door. But it would provide right. if what you've heard it would provide shelter for you. Um, so if you're determined to watch the gate itself, then you're basically finding shrubbery, basically hedges and stuff like that, you know, to 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 hide in. I guess. What, yeah, right. Why don't we like hide, wait for Sir Gwilym or not Sir Gwilym, uh, Gwilym. Um and then if um, ah, Gwilym. Mm-hmm. honestly, I just knighted you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it, you know if he comes out soon, we can go back to the wagon. Uh, might get there after dark, but if he comes back later, we can um, maybe just go uh, check out some of the caves. Maybe stay stay in the caves overnight. 
Okay, so uh, could, could could we um like we potentially camp um further away and just have one person on watch close enough to see the door, like uh, someone that has enough of a perspective that they're close enough to the door to see someone coming out, right? And then maybe have them be equidistant between the door and the camp, right? So exactly, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, right, right. And then we just rotate that person out. Like all yeah. night. Yeah. That way that, you know, if we had a fire to cook dinner and stuff, it'll be hidden. Um, and whoever's just on watch is just sitting there in the shrubs, you know, with the blanket yeah. over their head. Just in case though, David, have you made another character yet or no? <laughs> I never make another character until the one's gone. I think it, I think it poisons your, your mindset to have, uh, <laughs> you know. uh, I mean, for, yeah, for Argus, like right away because, you know, <laughs> no, of course. And, and I still haven't used him, so you know. Well, I think I think I think you either make like five right at the start, you know, <laughs> and like treat it truly really like an old and like an old game where you just like your mindset is that you sort of like have a retinue that's assigned to you as player, or you just see how it goes. Basically, <laughs> the only reason Ted hasn't used that next guy is because that guy has a con of four. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I would have lied to John and thrown that character away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the Misty Guardians uh, basically look down upon you disapprovingly as you kind of take up your watch. Um, and uh, hours go by, night falls. Um, you set up camp, um, and Gwilym has not returned. Oh, man. So uh, understanding now that you are looking at probably having to spend the night out here, do you plan to do it within sight of the door, or are you going to find shelter? Same thing uh, that we, we talked about before. I like I liked Mike's plan with the, okay. the one guy watching kind of spaced out equidistant. Okay. All right. Uh, that Mike's plan? <laughs> I thought that's what Mike said. I said it. Mike said he so, agreed with me. No, that's not true. I also said it better. Oh. <laughs> uh, for, for camping, do you guys have um, uh, bedrolls and tents? Uh I think all that's uh, we have our, we have Ethel. Halifax Halifax does. Halifax kept his, I don't have the cook pot, but I do no. have a tent and a bedroll in his backpack with him. Matt, so, can you hear me? I can't. I'm sorry. You can you hear me, Matt? Uh, what'd you say? Can, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Ethel has a cook pot and tent. Okay. I, uh -oh. I have a second tent. You do have a second tent. Okay. Yeah. So, who raise your hand if you do not have both a bedroll and a tent? Elfric. Okay. I have two people in a tent, though. There's two people to go to a tent. We have two tents. I have, I have one bedroll. Bed you have a bedroll on you, Mike? I do. Yeah. Okay. We're good then, John. Okay. Do the do the moss? How are the moss dwarves set up? I, I'm assuming that they can. Yeah. They're kind of all set with their stuff, right? Sleep with moss. Yeah, they're fine. Um, Guys, I'm going to try and open my character sheet, so if I get kicked off, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know why. Okay, so let's see here. Um, and if we, how to do this. You know, I've got a shovel with this, too, so if we can do something to, like, hide the fire, light, that kind of thing, you know, dig a little trench or whatever, just oh, to make smart. it a little more hidden and secret yep. so we don't last glow through the forest in case the druin come all right we're gonna have to kind of uh what's the word a lead a lied whatever um 
gloss over some procedural stuff um, in order to kind of accommodate this time and situation. Um, switching back over to Gwillem. Gwillem, when you uh, walked out, I, as we ended last session, you saw that uh, they were nowhere to be seen. Um, uh, you also can tell by, well, no. So the three guys, it was 3 p.m., for you, you come out and it's 5 p.m. and the weather is brisk and clear, which was definitely different, a little bit colder than whenever you um, stepped had stepped through just a minute ago. Um, so when you step back out, they're basically gone. Um, so just, well, probably should have thought about this a little bit more. I shouldn't speak to that. They're gone. Okay, I'm sorry, David, you're going to have to hold on for just a couple more minutes. I'm going to, I got to switch back. Um, so... You three, whatever you go. So here's the way it's going to go. He's not coming back anytime soon. Like, like way, like, like, like longer, like longer than you would have any sort of patience or desire to hang out by this door. So uh, at a certain, at a certain, at a certain point, you would probably realize that he you know that he's not coming like you would you would either like want to go back into the door and, and look for him um although you probably already know what's going on and that you might further risk time dilation um or you would i don't know you know you, you have to let me know but it's like it, it, or you could actually decide like we are not going to leave until we actually find him until he actually steps through that door like eventually he will step through that door you know so um uh, but it's it's not a case of like I'm not going to be willing to sort of procedurally go through every single day as you wait for Gwillem. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be more than a day. So with that in mind, what do you want to do? Can we still see him? Because when you you look through the door, you can see misty shapes, right? Like he steps through the door. We see his outline in the mist. Yeah, you don't you don't see him when he steps through. Well, then he got eaten by something awful in there. And I say by breakfast time the next morning, let's go find our wagon, guys. Well, another thing, like he has a penchant for leaving particular marks on uh, places. I can't remember what it exactly was that he was doing. Weren't you? Mar- He's building little stone cairns in like the areas that we were exploring. Yeah, marking in the forest just to show where we've been and just kind of indicators and so on. Yeah, we could leave him a message with something like that. And I then, think, I, yeah, I think we should. Uh, yeah. That way, you know, if he did manage to survive, or if there, because yeah, by the morning, like it's obviously more than just like a couple of hours that this thing uh, happened to him. So yeah, we could leave him, uh, you know, directions because we're not far from Prigwarp. If you can make it back to the road, we're not far. Here's the yeah. thing about it, man. We go and we find our wagon. We gotta drop the moss words off in um, someplace civilized anyway, right? Yeah. So they're not going to hang out forever. They're going to eventually be like, we got to go. Um, our cheese is starting to solidify or something. So we take them back to Prigwart. We go hopefully find our wagon, go back to Prigwart, restock. We want to come down and explore the caves anyway. So we can come right. We can follow our tracks right back here. Go to the, to the gate this time with hopefully more support. And, um, and find his or bone. Or even hire a couple of guys to be like, go camp out at the door for like, two weeks you know and find our our little our little monk and then i think we should plan on going back down to the crystal caves because there's a rogue wizard down there carrying my spell book i want that (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I will say we have enough uh, food on Ethel to the three of us could stay here like six days. Um, so I'm not opposed to anything you say, Mike. I just wanted to throw that out there. So we're not hurting. Not well and good, but we don't know where our wagon is. We don't know how long we've been gone. No, but that wagon. The wagon is a pretty big resource sink right there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. So, so should say, leave a message. You know, a little pile of rocks with an arrow or something. He'll know what it means. Craigwort. He knows how to read, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think he does. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to leave anything that was obvious that Droon could read. Um, I think if we left a message similar to the ones that we'd been carving in trees and leaving around as markers in the forest, as he had suggested, he would get it, and it would be obvious to him what it was. Yeah, I was carving. I was doing carns and carving like symbols into trees. We didn't. Yeah, like like real but... Boy Scout manual stuff, right? We could yeah. we could put something in the message that the drone wouldn't know about, like um, who is the uh, half goat um, priest at the uh, church in Prigwart? Yeah, Reverend Monk. We could be like, um, gonna go. Did you say Reverend Monk? Reverend Smunk, Leanne Smunk. See you at Smunk's place. I like that. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. And then we head back to the wagon. And the monastery is burned down. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> tough life being a monk. Um, cool. I love it. All see right. you at Monk's place. And we'll, we'll like put this note like under a, a carn like he's been building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And put like that dirty sock that I shoved under your helmet on top of it, just as like a little flag. Okay. So, uh, so that we don't actually know the date now. Nope. Mm-mm. For all we know, man, Prigwort is like ashes and is like a thousand years in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dirty apes have knocked down our statue. Uh, and- if you were down a hit point or anything, you, you gain one overnight. Uh, and don't forget to take off a ration for each one of you. Um, I'll mark it off of Ethel. Oh, thank you. Okay. So uh, that means it is this day for you guys. All right. So that's A-A-H. That's you guys. Um, all right. Do me a favor and roll 2d6, please. You got it, Matt? I got it. Uh, we're rocking an eight. Ooh. Okay. Lovely, bright, and fresh day the next day. And uh, you make your little sign on the cairn, and your plan is to trek overland to check to see if the card is there, correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Now, yep. now I'm switching back over to Gwilym. David, when uh, you come back out in this brisk day, um, uh, your friends are nowhere to be seen. However, Upon one of the cairns, you see this sign that that Argus has put on there for you. Um, how uh, weathered is the note? Um, would you put it on parchment, Argus? Yeah, piece of parchment under the rock. Um, so he would have to take part so of the cairn. Does it look like it's uh, dealt with a thaw or rotten from 
months of rain you know what i mean sorts of things that would just yeah it's pretty it's intense amounts of weather it's it's not like uh yeah it, it's it's been it's pretty beat up yeah but you can easily still make out the message so john what level are we now when he finds us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well there's actually two two uh 3d6 down the line streams uh, this is a, uh, a, <laughs> yeah. a fork a fork on the timeline it's a parallel uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, so, all right. So I will, I will um, pocket that note, um, and uh, I mean, I don't know what they're planning to do in terms of checking in. I'm assuming if they left the note, they don't plan to. But I will uh, gather the Karn. Uh, there's no way I could like arrange it in a way that's like a gotcha. So anyway, I'll just scatter the car just so no one else finds it. Scatter. Okay, cool. So like yeah. I said at the end um, of the last session, um, there is uh, there is no sign of, except for that, that your friends were here at all. Um, although there is just generally like in this kind of little dell on the wooded slopes of the area, there's indication that people have approached the middle door in general, but... Um, uh, nothing that gives away that your friend's presence, although it does appear that they were here. Um, okay. So you can basically confirm that um, you are most likely, are are definitely like ahead in time, right? Like they were, they came out before you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that doesn't make sense. No, you you wouldn't be able to conclude that because you came out with them and then you went back in and then came back out again. So they could have just left, you know what I mean? So what? whatever. But there was no. Uh, speaking but there, of leaving. Speaking. Well, <laughs> hold on one second. The 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 one thing that you could confirm is like you you stepped in and then right back out again, so you were in there for like thirty seconds, and came back out. Not enough time for Argus to have written that parchment note, and left. Right. That yeah. that sort of thing. And plus the the or you know the sun the sun is different. The, the weather's different. Yeah. The whole deal. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm obviously going to uh, pocket the note. Uh, uh, scatter the carns and head to where I uh, assumed the wagon would be, uh, you know, though I'm suspicious of the time that I'm on. Okay, cool. So um, as you gather your gear, like, well, it looks like I may have screwed up. <laughs> uh, um, and you start to trudge, trudge through the forest, you hear uh, two voices actually pop into existence behind you back towards the middle door. Um, okay. and they are, I love it. they, uh, and it's one who is gagging in pain, a male voice gagging in pain and another one who is grunting. Do, what do you do? Like grunting from I, grunting from exertion. All right. I'm going to, that was a horrible, oh, well. horrible setup. <laughs> 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 let your imaginations run wild kids <laughs> could be anything <laughs> sorry go ahead dude <laughs> what is Gwilym think it is yeah I know I'm gonna about face um, and I'm going to sort of like hide behind a, a tree or a rock or some version of that and see if I can get an eye line on what just appeared out of the Portal. Okay, so you you do, and you you look back, and you see that it is uh, two figures. One is huge, way over seven feet tall, obviously a crookhorn, um, comes popping through the gate, and he is dragging by the hair a drone. 
just like just pulling him along and the and the drone is like kicking <laughs> kick, kicking his feet and he's just like brr, brr, as he's pulling him through and then like he he basically like with one pull of his arm just sort of throws him forward and the druid like hits the ground he's like ah, ah, gagging and he's like clawing at his face and whenever he gets up um, and looks back at his captor you see that one eye has actually been ripped out of his head um, and it's just like blood streaming down his face but when the late um, afternoon sun hits his face um, uh, through the blood you can see that his face is completely and totally inked with tattoos and you recognize it as the lesser of the two droon that were having the conversation the one that the uh, the leader called Limnus um, the one that actually wanted to go investigate the mausoleum but was told we have, we have people that we're trying to track you know let's stay on let's stay on course this appears to be that lesser one um and uh limbness yeah um and so the crookhorn basically points down at him and he he's got his big snout and his leaking you know pussy eye you know his you know, just sniffing the air and he's like i don't see anything you told me and we'd be able to find those sons of bitches through this door i see nothing and limbness is like no i we know that they came from this direction they must they must be around here somewhere if not there then through the glamouring gate we already saw them through there and we know that they came back this way and he's like you are seconds away from being my next meal okay so on observation in any injury on this big fella uh, not except for like the you know the general state of what crookhorns look like, which is <laughs> like separating wounds basically all over them from mange okay. and all their awfulness. But yeah, um, he does not look to he, he, yeah he, he does not look like one of the ones that the the one that got into the fight with the burning one. Next question, which I kind of already know the answer to, but I I should ask anyway. The prayers that I do right whose duration uh, are 24 hours, right? They give me an extra spell. Mm -hmm. Via time dilation, is that timeline attached to my person <laughs> or to the objective time of the world state? The objective time. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I gotta, Excuse me. Sorry. I gotta be cruel. I gotta be cruel with that one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, that... Speaking of objective time, I gotta step away for one minute. Sure. Sure. Right back. sure. No problem. Sure. No, that's good. Yeah. It's very interesting. I, I like that. That gets the uh, the, the, the cosmos and, uh, cares not for your uh, your personal. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It isn't. It isn't about. Uh, well, it says a lot about time itself, doesn't it? That's, um, that's true. But uh, uh, all right, so. So he's like looming, like his shadows, like basically um, looming over the druid, and the druid sort of like backing up through the through the brush, and is you know is just in bad shape. No sign of his staff anywhere, for one thing, sure, right? Sure, and he sure, looks sure. he looks absolutely terrified, like he sees his death in this in this crookhorn's eyes. We are really bad at making friends. We are astonishingly bad. <laughs> the crookhorn has a huge um, uh, club that is. Uh, uh, like savagely spiked like 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 with no sort of like you know just like big pieces of metal just ratcheted yeah. to the end of it so I'm, I'm i'm about to make a decision i'm just it's okay yeah. going i'm just, set, just setting the scene for you yeah. i love it no it's amazing uh 
Oh my God, somebody play the fucking Jeopardy theme music, please. <laughs> no, no, that's copyrighted. We probably can't play that. <laughs> you don't want to get pulled off YouTube. Yeah. Okay, I am... Uh... You're hiding behind a tree, man. It seems like a good plan to me. I don't know, man. You could, you could, you could save our bacon with the drone if you save this guy. Uh, what do you think I'm trying to conceive of right now, man? Come on. <laughs> um, okay. All I'll right. Eat so this big thing is hulking towards the drone. I uh, am hiding behind a tree. I am a very squishy solo <laughs> individual, but um, I am going to. Uh, and I heard Lemnus's name before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... I, in the most bellowing... Go ahead. I, I, I should qualify uh, wounds on the, on the, on the, on the crookhorn. He does actually have some... Um, uh, what appears to be fresh scorch marks, like, like blackened pieces of, of fur. Sure. I'm gonna, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, go I'm ahead. I'm going to cast... No, it's okay. I'm going to cast... I'm going to do two things. Kind of simultaneously. I'm going to cast uh, light. I'm going to use it to blind the um, what, what are they called? Sorry. Crookhorn. Uh, Crookhorn. 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 I'm going to use the blind the Crookhorn. Mm-hmm. So uh, 120 foot range. Duration is 12 turns. Binding a creature by casting the spell upon its eyes. If the target save, uh, fails a save throw versus spells, it is blinded for duration. Blinded creatures cannot attack. So Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try to surprise him with a blind <laughs> and pretend that he doesn't save. And uh uh upon if if it does succeed, I guess we can just go from there. Okay. I guess that's cool. The- All right, so you're gonna cast yeah. you're gonna cast light. Alright, so you say a prayer through shuddering breath. Um and let's see if he makes it here. Uh light. what's the name of this prayer, David? Light. No, no. That's, oh, what, that's what is the, what is the Peliotic name? Let yeah. me look it up. I love those one. names. Those are always hear. amazing. Give me one yeah. second. <clears throat> it is the prayer of Saint Lightbulb. Okay. Saint Fogarty's benediction. Oh, that's right. This is the benediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right, so you call forth uh, Saint Fogarty's benediction, malediction in the case of for this uh, uh, crookhorn, because um, the light of God uh, shines forth from your holy symbol um, and uh, catches this crookhorn straight in the face um, as he's bending over, uh, brandishing his club over top the druid. He's like, "No, I swear they're here!" And it's all of them. And he's like, "Oh!" And he he his his um. His club like falls. He raises his hands. His club falls back down to the earth, and he like he he clutches his eyes. He's like, "I say." Um, the drone is like looking wildly about, like, "What in the name of the Fanatoc was that?" Um, and he's got like only one eye as he's like looking yeah. around. Okay, um, how far is the crookhorn from the fog gate? Uh, ah. From the missile door, he's like right in front of it. I'm going to charge as fast as I can and try to shove him through the gate. <laughs> nice. All right, brother. Gwilym hikes up the robes. You can also, do, you can also just kneel right behind him. 
<laughs> or yeah, just to, to do a little trip, you know. <laughs> Whatever method makes my friar physique most effective uh -huh. at pushing the stumbled blind uh, crookhorn through this fog gate, I'm gonna attempt. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you? Um, yeah. Why don't you make me an attack roll, a melee attack roll? And, and here's how we're gonna fail. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you've got twelve rounds to do it, man. There you go. I do have to. Well, I'm gonna lower this. Oh, I'm gonna lower this guy's AC like a whole bunch because he, he he can't he can't defend himself basically at all. So yeah, exactly. Wait, so for an unarmored, what am I rolling for this? Rolling a D20, and you're gonna add yeah, your you're gonna add your strength bonus strength, if you got so. one. Yeah, that's true. So the other info is not necessary. So D20. So. Ooh, that's a 14 plus 1. That's a 15. Oh, do you have a bonus of strength? Yep. Hell yeah. Hey. Oh, Gum's a little beefy. Fryer's been working out, man. <laughs> Should have been a fighter. Listen, I, got, I, got, I have those uh, those tree trunk calves of a good hiker, you know? You just sort of... Mm. Right. So you uh, you leap uh, agilely over top uh, Limnus, Limnus's body and barrel into uh, into the crookhorn's shape, who's like just like really backwards, and you plow into him. He like collapses over top of you. The stinking, uh, this the, the stinking fur and heat of him, and the wetness of just ugh, um, mildewy fur just like collapses over you as you uh, barrel into him, grab him around the waist, and throw him bodily through the mizzle door. Um, the yes. Um, this all, you know, sort of slow-mo as you kind of push him through, like the statue's faceless eyes just kind of, you know, turn to watch you as you do it, you know. Um, and uh, you hurl him bodily through, and he disappears um, through the gate. Uh, Knowing that we have no assurance that he won't come back at exactly the right time, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn. Sorry, did I cut you off, John? No, 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 I'm done here. Okay. I'm going to pivot on my heel. <laughs> I'm going to beeline to this groom. <laughs> I'm going to grab him by the collar and say... Yeah. Um, don't ask questions. You, I'm gonna sprint through the woods with him. You, Doesn't matter. I'm grabbing him and <laughs> trying to run with him. Oh, You're welcome. <laughs> he, he, you can see like the look of like you know like, dilemma over yeah. his face, you know. But he's like, he can't. We don't have time. He'll be back. We'll both be dead. Yes, if we don't. yes, of course, of course. And he, he okay. gets up and runs toward. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just run. gonna go take on my kids. I'll be right back. Sure. I'm gonna run. I don't know, a uh, hundred yards into the woods towards where I think the caravan is. Long enough that I think we're out of any immediate, you know, earshot mm -hmm. or vision of this guy. And I'm gonna take a breather and 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 okay. let us catch our breath. Yeah, he's like collapsed up against a tree with like one hand, um, and yeah. he's just got his hand like over his, uh, you know, his his gaping wound in his face. You know, he's just like, <gasps> like he's just coming to terms with the fact that his death was like right there in front of him until you came. Yeah. Um, so we're, um, we're, we're going to switch over if that's okay. Okay, yeah. no, totally. All right, so Argus and Halifax um, and Alfric, you guys are going to make your way um, overland with Ethel uh, towards the road. Uh, so let me just roll a thing here. Uh, well, first of all, okay, yeah, hold on. Okay, so uh, you guys, I need you... Um, uh, to roll to see if you're going... Well, actually, no. I was going to say you have to see if you're going to lose direction, but what did we rule for for Gwillem's, um markers? What did I say for that? I can't remember. You said you'd give us an advantage. To, not advantage, but a, an uh, advantage on rolls. You'd modify it, but you didn't say what. Okay, got it. Did he, he didn't say, did he? Exactly, did he? 
I, I don't think so. I was going to lie was, and say that we just succeed, but uh, no, it's not. It was. It was. An, it was. It was. I was, was looking the, the hunter's advantage. I can't remember. Well, it depends. Have like a four and six. What's cool is is that depending on the ter terrain in Dolmenwood, each hex gives me a chance of getting lost. Um, and so I, right. I believe what I said is that it would just reduce that chance by one. And if um, if the base okay. chance was already one in six, then there would be no chance of getting lost. Uh, well, at least that's what I'm saying now. So, uh, so in this case, I just need one of you two to roll me a d6, please. And don't roll a one. Your turn, man. Okay, I'm on it. D6, no, don't roll a one. Don't roll a one. Good. All right, cool. So um, you are able, thanks to... Uh, thanks to Gwillem's markers, to be able to find your way back uh, uh, through the wilderness uh, to the road. So, the horse I rode lies before you. You're hoping, you're so hoping that your lovely covered uh, do you guys have the covered the covered wagon? I'm a, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, man. The expensive covered wagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it had our names, like, carved in it. And uh, also Weevil and Bregan were going to be there as well, right? Uh, and and Pot. We're, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like so our dog, too. unfortunately, there uh, is no sign of your caravan. Um, if you're looking for a silver lining, there does not look like there was any sort of uh, scuffle or anything like that. It's just like the road is empty, but there, but there is, you know, tracks going up and down it. You know that this is a well-traveled road to your left. Going up to the northwest is Prigwart, and to the southeast, the refuge of St. Key, and further on in Castle Brackenwold. So we definitely have the spot where we left them. Like, yeah, this you, is the clearing. You, you, you totally recognize it. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the part of the road where we were like, okay, we're going up, we're going to the wilderness. Um, I mean, the fact that there's no the wreckage. Is there like a campfire spot there that we know that they set up camp? Like, can we find like where they were doing their cook fires and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, you probably could see some of that. Yeah, probably off in the forest. It, it's not an uncommon thing uh, for travel. No, I understand. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, it would be an uncommon thing because most people can get between the refuge and pre-wart within a day's travel. Like, no one's actually staying out here on the road. So, yes, you do see the remnants of fire pits. There does not seem to be any sort of scuffle or any sort of sign of violence or anything like that. It looks like everything was packed up orderly. How sooty is it? Like, I want to go and find the fire pit that we know because we were there when they set up camp mm -hmm. before we went off on our way. Mm -hmm. so that spot and see like what's there in the fire pit. If it's if it's all blown away, if it's an empty fire pit and there's some rocks there, and there's then we know that they've been gone for a while. Yeah. But if it's like you know sooty and no there's charcoal, yeah, there's you know no, there's uh, there's no embers. It is uh, a cold, unused like cold fire pit, like you know that has been used in some time. Um, anywhere now, from like days to weeks uh i don't know day not weeks days okay. you would probably yeah. better say so at this point the moss dwarves um are extremely delighted that you've taken them back to the horse i rode and they know that just uh basically a mile down the road if that even um is the mulcher's path which leads back to orb swallow so k bob is like well, thank you uh, so much for rescuing us although we wish we were at the hall of sleep we shall recuperate that orb swallow and try again i suppose but should you find your way to our humble town we will show you every accommodation you must sure. visit and visit the three trees and sample their fruits you, you, 
We would be honored. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Excellent traveling companions, and we look forward to uh, your kind gift of the cheese. It is our pleasure. One, I, before you go, I'm very, very happy we were able to help you out. Um, you're familiar with the uh, uh, the the golden dwarves? Did I did I hear something like that? Do you... Golden dwarves. Gold not elves. dwarves, not dwarves, elves, elves. elves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I was aspiring. Uh... You're near, well, as natives of Brigwart, I would assume you would know that you are within the domain of the Earl of Yellow, and his servitors are the Yellow Elves that ride upon those great golden wolves throughout the Yellow Wood. Very noble indeed. But to the north of here. Okay. What are you trying to get at, Matt? No, I, I was, because um, uh, we, we had seen uh, uh, a, an elf like this that had been, uh, uh, that had been killed. And uh, um, I was, I I was whom, just... Uh, where? Uh, well, we don't know for sure. We came, up, we came upon his body um, uh, to the north. Uh, uh, it, it seemed as though he'd been attacked by Droon. Would that make sense to you? Is the elf encroaching on uh, Droon territory? They are very protective. It it was it was near there. It was near there. That's that's possible. That's mm. possible. Then forgive me for prying, but uh, if I put two and two together, if a <laughs> if a yellow elf was encroaching upon Druun territory, that can only mean one place, and that is the nodal stone, the Gorth stone. Am I right? You are. He is indeed right, yeah. <laughs> you are not, you're not canny enough to, to deceive you. You are in the vicinity of Gorthstone, mm. and we came across a murdered golden elf and a few members of the Druun. Unfortunately, we fell on the... We fell on the um, uh, disapproval of the drone with our own being in that area. And I have noticed from our encounter on the White Way, this is uh, ill news. But regardless, you are welcome and will be protected in our town as much as we are able. We, rec we recommend do not truck with the Fae. <laughs> and he just sort of, <laughs> he, he sort of he sort of smiled at you and certainly although it is probably too late do not gain the animosity of the droon would any of the elders in orb swallow be familiar enough with the droon and their ways to help us negotiate some sort of settlement with them or give us the wisdom that we need in order to um allay their rage we are, trust. we are simple folk that keep to ourselves. We are no sages among us, just what we know in our area, uh, in our own small area. But there are folk like you that uh, have this knowledge. The further west you go, the better the knowledge would be, I would say. Interesting. Hmm. Why to the west? Well, that is the heart of Droon territory around the haunted Lake Longmere. None hey. dare go. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm. Mm. 
So West like Red Wraith Manor or West like Dreg? Or even further? What? No. He said west of like long near Ted. So no, but he said west of here. I'm just wondering how far west we have to go. Like oh, all the way to long. <laughs> you know, he's west is in you know the mystical west. Okay. You know, you see on the map all those like weird shadowy guys that are standing in the forest west of Horlight Keep. And he thinks that might be the clue. <laughs> well, there's oh yeah yeah well yeah. there's a standing stone ring. It's like yeah. massive all the way around Horlight Keep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's some some Druin territory. All right. Well, bow deeply to the dwarves and say fair travels. Um, may we meet again. All right. They bow to you and they uh, they make their merry fungal way uh, along the Moltres path to the northeast, <laughs> shedding spores as they go. So, um, with your caravan gone, uh, what do you plan to do now? We go to Frigwart and find our skells, our skells, and and beat their asses for, for taking our shit. Start walking, or at least yeah. figure out what day it is. Okay, so taking a page out of uh, out of David's book, and I'm memorizing sleep and light for my two spells. Um, we should also leave another cairn here. Um, you know, we left the note that said meet you at Smunk's place, but we should leave an you know, a cairn here that we were at this spot and we went north on the road. You're moving right in the middle of the fire pit. Right in the middle of the fire pit. You're moving 12 miles a day, correctly? Correct. Um, let me look at my, uh, well, currently, yeah, 12. Okay. So, uh, it took you, let's see, about, um, half the day to get to the road. Um, you have assume it'll take the rest of the day to get back to Prigwart. Um, so, uh, but you are trucking along on the road, and um, as you are moving along the road to the northwest, as the sun is sinking in the west, this lovely day, um, you do come across um, uh, a a like a small merchant caravan that's actually coming from Prigwart to Castle Brackenwold, who hail you on the road, but they don't really stop you. You, um, yes, I'm looking for our wagon in the caravan. Yeah, it's not there. And I ask them the date. Aha. They happen to know. Yes. They say it's a rather strange thing to ask, but uh, it is, of course, friend, it is the uh, third of Zimswald. Louise. <laughs> <laughs> May the Lord bless you on this lovely day. And oh, also you. Good. That's like we're at least a week off. Safe travels, you're about to see the merry fires of Prigwart. If you haven't been there before, I do recommend the uh, Wrinkled Medlet in. Superb entertainment there. Oy, Where's the Dolmenwood calendar here? Mm, had one. You are, eight, you are eight days in the future from whenever you originally left. Okay, thanks. Wait, it, so the last time we knew the date was... The 24th of Hagrib. 24th. 24th of Hagrib, right. Okay. Okay. So how long did we ask those guys to wait with our stuff? Not like, eight days. Yeah, I mean, we paid them for 10. But we wouldn't have nope. felt Adam had them wait that long. No. I do, have, I do have one question. Not to interject because I'm not in the scene. Would the presence of the mirror ever have interfa- interacted with 
activities both on their their part or anyone uh, along. Or I'll just throw that into the atmosphere because the mirror is still in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, it's three weeks till my birthday, by the way. You'll have to get me something nice. Mm. <laughs> my birthday is the 27th of Simswald. You guys could give me a chip in and get me a second level spell. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, <laughs> so you know that this is the feast of Saint Metagor, of course. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah, um, Metagor, of course, is uh, the uh, known as the Mead Fast. This is his moniker. Um, okay. Anyways, so uh, you um, at the end of the night, you knowing now, like what time, what how long has, has passed actually since you've been here. Um, uh, you make your way back into Prigwart, the twinkling lights of Prigwart in the lovely spring uh, evening, um, and you find your way back to the Clashed Antler. Um, at the Clashed Antler, assuming you go to the Clashed Antler, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, to, uh, know, been kind of our home base. Yeah. So when you get there, um, you discover that uh, looking, uh, Elfric, looking for your cart, that um, when you are stabling Ethel, and um, everyone's welcoming you back, wondering where you've been on such a long journey, um, that... Um, the grooms are like, oh, I'm like, we got, uh, we got your cart right over here. We've been keeping it for over a week now. And they've got like, yes. like ne- next to the stable, they've got like your, your carts all there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, go do a quick inventory. If they've had it for over a week and we've only been gone for eight days, we definitely asked them to stick around longer than a day. We did. I thought, but maybe not. But they also um, could have like, gotten scared and gone home. I mean, they kept well, it yeah. safe, you know. I'm turning oh, yeah. them into. No, beef. I no, I I made a mistake. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they if they've had it for a few days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they, so I don't have to turn, turn them into boots. They they obeyed your orders and then left. Okay. You know. So, um, you need boots. So when you, you go when boots. when you go into the Clash Dantler, um, you see unfortunately that Ostish is there with his bounders uh, raising hell again. So it's sort of noising and annoying. Um, but uh, with their feet kicked up and enjoying a beer, you do see um, Weevil and uh, Bregan, and they and they look at you and they're just they just sort of raise an eyebrow and they kind of raise their glasses at you and they're like, "Glad you're alive." <laughs> um, our employer, the Friar. No, you got you got eaten by a mystical gate. Hmm. Yes. Well, we assumed the worst had happened, but uh, as you can see, we brought back the caravan just the way that you wanted it. So, uh, if you do see your your friar again, though, um, tell him that we have relieved ourselves of your of his employment, and that uh, uh, will take substantially more for us to adventure forward with <laughs> some people that are so unreliable. But so glad that you're safe. <laughs> and yes, you're welcome for your caravan being in one piece. We're firing us. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like it. We're terminating the relationship. Let's put it that way. That'll be the <laughs> easiest job we've ever Well, we thank you for the money. Thank you so much for paying us up front. Wait, 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 wait. Where's our dog? Your dog? The dog's there. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a he's the best best. Boy. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm giving these guys one star on Merc Review. <laughs> <laughs> what? They did the right. they did the job. I'll get us a cabin here at Clashed Antler. Uh for okay. the night. Okay. What are we gonna do about our missing monk? So switching back to your missing monk, your friar, uh Brother Grillum. Uh so he's just like uh, 
shit. You know, he's just he's just like heaved up against the tree and just like he looks like an absolute wreck. He's got numerous wounds that you can see now, like his his robes are shredded as well. Um, he's not looking good. His face is uh uh well, it's it's totally inked basically, but he's you know sallow faced, blood running down um from his socket, and it's just he's looking pretty darn rough. Can you push that eyeball back in, dude, so John doesn't describe it anymore? There's, it's not like drooping out. It's just gone. It's just like a, you know. Just gone. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like hanging off his cheek No, or no, no, no. Like, I can be gross, but not that gross. <laughs> well, I, I was going to patch him up with some herbs, but I realized that though I have exceptional herb skills, I don't have any herbs on my person. So uh, too, bad, too bad for this guy. Um, <laughs> what's that? You can still do like a, isn't there like a first aid? I thought there was. I believe it requires he, he like peers up at you like through you know through the blood and he looks up at you with like the one eye he's like why, why did you save me you could have left me for dead you know that we wished you ill for what you've done and yet i did not and for that you owe me a life debt something more sacred than any of the oaths in the dolman wood that's the way it works in your church, eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, I am in debt to no man, but I I give you my gratitude for saving me. Thank you. And I mean that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My companions um, all gone, all meet for that troop. But we showed them. Most of us did. It was only the only me and that other one that made it through. The rest are all dead. We have a common enemy in the Nag uh, Lord and his minions. Appear that they are expanding far beyond. Where have you heard that name? The Nag Lord? I've heard it whispered upon the wind by many folk. <laughs> I don't actively recall who mentioned the Nag Lord <laughs> Indeed, he is but a common is, enemy. It is one. <laughs> He, he puts like one like gnarled hand on your on your arm and he's and he grips it like really tight and he's like it is an existential threat. You understand this, right? Yes. I do, which is why I had to save your life because we have to find a way of brokering peace and preventing him from spreading his uh, pestilent ideology. Do you speak from a position of authority? Do you have some sort of rank within the church? Do you have? Secrets that we could use. Secrets we could use against it. Uh, do you? Certainly, we could uh, work together to determine uh, the best course of action. He like hunches away and like pulls his arm away. He's like, "It is not for you to ask. Our secrets are our own." But he would be, would be right in thinking that you should give give us what you know. And yet, secrets uh, keep us fragmented. But. Uh, Individual ants, uh, isolated from our uh, collaborators in the defense of our home. You, I do not have not time for your troubles, monk. There's no time for lessons. Look at me. Secrets, I secrets, secrets. So I slap him across the face. <laughs> I secrets will get us both killed. Secrets will get us both killed. And if you value life as I have just saved it, you will recognize that we have to barter in information, despite our misgivings in order to survive because survival is exactly what is at stake not just for us but for all of the dolmenwood he like looks like wildly around like looking like 
like kind of sizing up like can he make an escape can he just run for it sort of thing like mm-hmm. you, like um but you've sort of de- i'm trying to interrogate him by the way i'm not trying to be no no yeah he, he 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 doesn't like the it's obvious that he's been debated into a corner right and he and he's so <laughs> sure, sure, he's so sure. weak you know what i mean like he <laughs> um so he he basically is like yeah there's like sustenance and this is what i need right now we can debate further later you is there shelter around here let us let us us, uh my companions and i uh camps to the north of here let us find that camp and rest Mm. i will i will forage i will forage for food yes camped along where in the wilds here in the forest you will find out when I, I take us there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you have the cards for now. You're a wily one for a man of God. <laughs> um, you see, he kind of sizing you up like he understands that you you also like to sure. keep your secrets, and he kind of like sure. he likes that, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, All right, I, I I offer a hand to help him get to his feet. Okay, so yeah, he can he can basically only move at like half movement, so. Um, what was, what was your normal movement rate for overland? I'm sorry. It's probably max. It is max. If it's max, it would be 18, I believe. Right. No, 24. It's, uh, be 120 divided by five in miles. What's that? I can do the math. 120 divided by five is, uh, 24 miles 24 and he's also would normally be at that because he obviously not carrying anything so we have that so you're actually um because you guys are so lightly loaded um uh half of that would be 12 which is what the, the other guys were actually moving at um normally so uh you trudge through the forest um you see your signs um you know that you that you've made so uh what do you normally have for getting lost because you're a friar? Do you have a special thing? That's no, a hunter thing, right? That was the hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Right. All right. So roll me a d6, please. Three. Three. Okay, cool. So you were able to follow your signs, not a problem at all, and you make your way back to the road. Um, there is a... Uh, uh, no sign at all. Oh, well, no, that's not true. Um, Argus, you left something there, right? At the thing, what did you leave? I left another cairn. Uh, no note, because he already had the note about Smunk, mm-hmm. but there was an arrow pointing north towards Pigwort. Ah, okay, so you see that, Gwilym. See that. Um, uh, I will turn to uh, Lemnus. I'll say Lemnus, which I don't think he's heard me say his name. So I'm That's not going to explain why I know his name. <laughs> yeah, he, looks, he, looks at you, he opens his mouth and you keep talking. He's like, ah. Oh, God, I know oh, things. No. Lemnus, be calm. Be still. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we do not have camp uh, uh, here. It's literally uh, some time has gone by since we last uh, went through the veil of the fog gate. Uh, you deceived me, priest. I did not dis Lemnus, buddy. Now the sun is down, we are on this road. Anything could happen. Yes. Well, you know what could happen? We could go to an inn and find rest, but you look um, quite suspicious, I might say. Uh, It's just like coffee blood. (laughs) 
Does he have any like recognizable garb uh, that would identify him as a drill? Yeah, pretty much. Like he's wearing like the like black cottager robes, which are like these very kind of homespun, um, sure. you know, like uh, like a survivalist sort of robes. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. So I'm gonna say we have to we have to get you out of these clothes if you're to survive. There is no option. It's just humiliating this guy. It is every which way. I want to see where those tattoos go. Just strip him of all of his dignity. All the way down. Okay, so I should say, though, but it took you about four hours to get back to the road. And it was about 5 p.m. when you started your journey. So by this time, it's actually nighttime. 9, 9 p.m. So it's um, uh, you're on a road, which makes things uh, substantially safer, but it is still... Um, I should tell you, like completely, yes. completely dark. Um, except for, well, what did I say? It was bright and no, it's a brisk and clear day. So you would have um, uh, starlight and moonlight. Um, but even on the horse eye road, the the trees basically, you know, are over top. There's a canopy over top, so it shuts out a lot of that natural starlight. So it's 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 pretty dark here. Um, so makes sense. Um. First, so first of all, what are you do, going to do for light, and then what do you actually plan to do long term here? I would like to force us to march through the night to Brig Ward, but I would like to get him out of his uh, drone clothes. I presume that I have something under my robes, not just uh, like I don't know what I what I would have under my robes. Do I have anything under my robes? I don't remember breech clout probably or something. Something like that. Uh, yeah. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take his robes. I'm gonna say, give me your robes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he can't. He, I mean, gonna, he doesn't like you. He complains the entire time. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my word in this session. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna throw his robes in my pack uh -huh. so we have them still. Uh -huh. I'm gonna give him my robes so he looks to be in a friar's sort of like dress and I'm just going to be in my pantaloons, I suppose. Um, <laughs> like a mendicant or something. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Or I'll just be a nudist. Whatever is necessary okay. for the good. Of. <laughs> and, you know, uh, he's, you know, he's covered in tattoos, right? On his face. His whole face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I, I'm assuming you have like a hood, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There, gotta there have must that. Be a hood. I'll say, draw your hood up. And, and, uh, ah. uh, and I'll say it's uh, we have to go to the end to rest. It's our only option that won't end, uh, get us murdered. So keep quiet. Right, so hide your face. He, he grasps you. He's a little bit shorter than you, right? But he he, he kind of yeah. grasps you and he looks up at you and is like he puts his his wound like right up towards you, like looking right at you. And he's like, yeah. you know that it's the wound that's going to draw attention. Yes, I'm strange looking. Yes, I'm a droon cottager. But they don't just hang droon when they appear in town. You fool. People respect us. <laughs> Unlike some others that I could name. Uh, who have I, left I our bodies cold in the earth. But uh, I shall not I cannot argue I'm in too much pain. <laughs> Discretion is necessary for we have to, to heal and speak and the announcement of a drone and down and whatever time we live in, without any circumstances we understand. And nevertheless, be perilous, my friend. I understand that your pride demands people recognize you, but this is not a time for pride. This is a time for healing. Come. <laughs> All right. So he 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 heads off with you uh, along the road uh, at nighttime. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let me just do a little thing here. 
Um, I will be right back. I just got to check on a kid. Uh, in a very special episode of BJ and the Bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would watch this show. <laughs> Are you heading towards Prigwart or towards the, the, the Abbot's Rest there? I'm heading towards Prig... Like, uh, I'm heading towards Prigwart because okay. there's only so long. I mean, like, there are many... I'll be full transparency the million schemes I can come up with. There's only so long we want to split... Yes, yes, and, I, and so I appreciate that, David. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> it's either stab him in the throat now or bring him to you guys, and I think y'all having some say in this process is probably you good. Just cast your light wounds on him in the morning. Say, "Have a good day." Please remember that we saved your life and that we're sorry that we accidentally trespassed on your territory. We'd love to get together with you guys and sort it out. Yeah. All right. It's so probably some version of what we'll say. Absolutely. Oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked up. Hold on. I opened the program. I didn't want to. Now it's got a big take a time. Hold on. I opened GIMP. I don't want GIMP. I want the GIMP. That one. That's the one I want. Okay. That's what he wants. Whatever it is. The old prig warp map here. I guess got to check to see if there's a thing yeah. or the thing. Yeah. Okay. So um, you uh, you spend another four hours um, on the road at nighttime, um, uh, just kind of trudging along. So not surprising at all. You see no travelers at all at nighttime. But thankfully, despite the the um, the uh, disturbing sounds you hear off in the forest of wild beasts rummaging through the forest, you don't encounter any, and you are left unmolested upon your journey. Um, back into pre-war so by the time you arrive it's really late i mean it's like one o'clock in the morning right so yeah. when you come through the turret gate um which is right next to the church of saint waylane um in the graveyard uh there like it's a quiet quiet town like there's like no one out at all and like all the lights are basically off um and you see like off down in the distance on the main avenue, like maybe like a like a, a member of the ale guard sleepily late making his patrol sort of thing. But it's very, very quiet, almost ominous, especially whenever you um, enter the gate and you're confronted with the church, which is where you were told to, uh, you know, it depends on how you would interpret the Argus's marking, but it was, you know, uh, meet at Smunk's place. And you, you know that yes. that either the church specifically or pre-war in general you're not really sure how but um anyways it's 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 super late that's what i'm just putting out there there's no one around can we having been here for probably i don't know six months seven months before he shows up can we have left a note um with smunk saying hey we came back on this day um recovered our wagon staying at the uh the crash handler <laughs> yeah, totally. you know what this is reminding me of in like a really good way is is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, <laughs> like how they would you know like they would anticipate yeah, like what their right. future selves would see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Right. We we leave a note. Leave a note. Don't kill the drone, dude. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, Gwilym, what do you do when you come into town? Uh, I mean, based on the note, I would go to. Uh, monastery first yeah okay so yep it's a church it's like a big rambling structure not a monastery um sorry i keep saying monastery differences man um yep so there's no one about so but the church is always open you know of course so when you walk in it's very very peaceful there is like a couple of candles lit 
You know what I mean? Just very small little votive candles, um, but not enough to be a threat to burn the place down or anything. But so it's um, it's actually probably even more holy in your mind. You know, it's very, you know, no sound from outside, very quiet, dark, pitch black at night, just a couple of candles lighting the uh, the uh, the nave. Um, so I'm going to sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I don't know if, if I've described this place before. I'm not really sure. But anyways, uh, just real briefly, it's lined with pillars. It's it's a quite a grand structure, actually. Nowhere near as grand as the Cathedral of St. Cygnus in Castle Brackenwald. But it's lined with pillars of, of white marble um, that basically draws your eyesight right down to the altar where um, uh, there are stained glass windows in the apse that actually, in the daytime, would have light that would um, light the huge statue, bronze statue of St. Waylane. Um, who is unusually depicted, he's not usually depicted in this manner, with seven arms. Um, each of them is bearing an axe. Um, so that's basically the... the... God of lumberjacks. Um, I'm going to usher him quietly up to the room that I used to sleep in. Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't like the look of this place at all. Um, but he's in he's in a great deal of pain and his moans basically echo throughout the nave. Um uh so much so that um the half goat vicar of Prigwart actually ends up coming down and she's got like her like a, a robe on basically and she comes down and uh, it's Leanne Smunk, right? The Reverend Smunk. It's like, ah, my child. Who do you bring Oh my Ah, <laughs> uh, she says and she she actually bows and gives like a just a kind of a formal nod, um, and just says like flatly she goes watcher, and then um and the druid just looks up at you know just gazes up at her like <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you look to be in a, quite a bit of pain she says, uh so this is kind of like a, a battle of the eyes because he's got like no eye blood and she's got like one big ass bulbous goat <laughs> eye, you know from you know she's sort of doing doing her ogre nose like oh you know. This sort of thing, and um, you look to be in quite a bit of pain. She said, "Brother Gwillem, did you you were not able to attend to this man's wounds?" Uh, unfortunately, I was not. We were uh, uh, in quite a hurry to get here safely. Could you help us attend to them, perhaps in a uh, discreet place? Of course, of course, we could do it here. It's, it's late at night; no one's going to be coming in. Um, so sure. she takes you like basically back to the sacristy, and like she gets water and bandages and all that sort of stuff um and uh, uh attends to um and she gets you like a spare pair of robes so that you're not like you were basically naked pra- practically you know um, sure, sure 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 uh and uh do you before i switch back over to the other guys do you she doesn't she doesn't um what's the word i'm like pry she doesn't pry but she's obviously extremely like interested in like what are the circumstances here, but she's not going to deny help to someone who needs help. So, um, do you tell her stuff or she doesn't ask, but she just, what I, what I would say, I think there are a few things that would happen pretty immediately. I would say, uh, have you seen my companions recently? Your companion? Well, of, of course I have. They're at the clash Antler. They've been, uh, strangely quiet these past eight days. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever since they returned. Ah. <laughs> to be perfectly clear. Oh, they've been, they've been here for eight days. Interesting. I, I clock that. Right. I clock that. Um, um, and I say, I say, um, eight. Oh. Between seven I say, and nine. Um, I say the 
there's much to discuss that I'm happy to discuss with you, but I need to get them here to watch over our wounded uh, friend. Go to the Clash uh, Dentler, then. I will. Can you, can, you, can you care for him and keep watch while I do so? Of course Please. I will. Do, do not let him attempt to leave. He is too injured to care for himself. I can speak for myself. He's a <laughs> I'm not an invalid. I'm not some child to be pushed around. I am my own I am, not, I am here. I'm looking out for your, your best interests, my friend. Uh, surely you will recognize that uh, the situation is precarious. I am, no? uh, unfortunately, at your mercy. I cannot move another step. Move that wound! So, um, I'm going to run over to Glashanter real quick and go, we got to go, come with me, there's stuff going on. Gotcha. All right. So, you know, whatever you guys ended up doing for, for a whole week, you know, it's like eight days and you're just like wondering. On on day seven, we went and attacked the drone. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, So, so it's now the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eleventh of Simswald. Yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, let me. Thirteen days for my birthday, boys. He's gonna keep reminding over this. So, so John, right. I have a, I have a question. Yes. Before we left, um, uh, Halifax sent a letter to Sir Chide asking him about. Basically, the provenance of the blade, mm-hmm. uh, because the drone had said that it was theirs, and he was curious about this because, you know, in his mind, either it was legitimately theirs, or they were just trying to mug him. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I was I, yeah, definitely within the, the span of time that's elapsed that um, he would have sent back a, a message to you. Um, uh, it's you know, kind of couched and, you know, is framed in like, um, what, what a chai, you know, as chai thane, you know, um, but, uh, uh, when you open it up in private and look at it, he basically tells you in the letter that, um, the blade was his, um, it was of fairy make, um, and it was bequeathed to him, uh, by, by fairy lords, basically back in, back in the day, right. To fight against the cold prince. Um, and so it is his, he says, if the Druun demanded it as theirs, it is it is the demand that they have for all things of an arcane nature. Um, they believe it is theirs um, to uh, disseminate, to study, um, and to use uh, for their own mysterious ends. Um, they do not trust it in the hands of anyone else. Okay. So you, it, Halifax, you may you may interpret that as a, as well. They, they tried to mug me, basically. But uh, that but <laughs> yeah. that's the sort of frame of mind that uh, that uh, Chai Thane uh, th- uh, thinks that the Druun may have been in. Um, he is careful to say though. Um, as he kind of makes like a reference, or sort of jokingly, to how he's trying to adapt to life at the at Haramore Keep, um, how how things are sort of different after all these centuries, and that he cannot speak for the change in attitude of what the Druin were like back in his day and what they're like now, things may have changed. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's his interpretation, right? But he but he very he basically ends it by saying, the blade is yours, give it to no one else. You know? So yep. that's what he basically says. Yeah. He nods. Yeah. Secure in his uh, past decisions. There you go. Cool. Um, 
Okay, so uh, now I this is just sort of in terms of like getting us all back together again. So and normally, and I say this to my listeners as well, I wouldn't just speak for what the other players, you know, whatever the, the, the characters would have done in those eight days. There's lots of stuff that I'm sure that you would have gotten into. Um, so uh, if you'll allow me, you guys can, uh, if, if you want to say that you did something in that, in those seven days, it's important. You certainly can tell me, um, but the way I kind of want to um, uh, give you guys like a little bit of not a reward, but just sort of like make, to reduce the pain of not having what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to, char- I'm not going to charge you for the rooms for the clashed antler for those seven days, basically. Um, cool. That would just be like a straight up, like that'd just be like a straight up like penalty. Like, you know, um, so uh, we sweep up, we help around. Yeah. yeah. If you're okay with moving ahead seven days, we'll just say that you basically, yeah. you basically convalesced. Um, we're basically talking about like what, you should do moving forward with brother Gwilym. It's like, are you just going to move forward as a party without him? You, you were probably at that point after seven days. Like, I think he's gone. Like, you know, we're never going to see him again, you know? Sorry. Go ahead. Well, so, I mean, I, I think we can afford to pay for the rooms, particularly if we can sell the cheese and potentially, uh, we had some, some stuff that we, uh, got off of the droon beforehand uh, you know, maybe we want to sell some of that, but we've got a, um, we got all that cheese to sell. So, um, well, yeah, if, if you want, to, if you want to be strict with it, I'm, I'm totally kind, totally cool with it too. If you just want to be down with it, I mean, you know that the cottage is um, uh, one GP per person per night. Uh, so yeah, I knocked it off. The, I actually I knocked it off the the company funds as soon as you said how long it took. Oh, to okay, to cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I was. I was I would just say that the thing that I want to do during this time period is I'm going to be memorizing like the tech magic and stuff like that to see what, if any of the stuff that we gather, we gathered was magical or if I can figure out what it was or anything like that. Right. Like the staffs from the drone, the lance, the dagger, the helmet, like all that stuff. Just pork. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll any of that stuff is magical. Well, that's actually important yeah, then. then. Sorry. Go ahead. Halifax. I, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, based on what we learned from uh, the Moss Elves, or Moss Dwarves, I keep getting mixed up. Dude, you're like so racist. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, it's not human. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, but Dwarves. Uh, no, like uh, so. Yeah, if those if those uh, golden elves are not you know uh, enemies and aligned with the the Frost Elves in some some kind of way, then. Uh, yeah, Halifax wouldn't feel right about you know selling their beer. That's stuff that should be kind of returned to them. That doesn't seem. Here's what you bad. think. Like honestly, like I'm sorry, but you are not the boss of the company. <laughs> if that is a magical helmet, I'm selling that shit unless <laughs> one of you guys wants it. Well, like uh, here's the thing: it's not black and white. They're not good guys. They're not bad guys. They got their own thing going on, and they don't care about you. Spoils of war, man. Mm-hmm. You. That's what, I'm just saying, like for him, for those two things, for the lance and the helmet, that he pulled off the dead guy. Well, yeah, that's that's what his that's what it's all about. Is. Your interpretation, and remember too that just because I'm the one relating what the the what the circumstances were of that event, and the same thing with the blade of Third Child as well. Like this, these are in world NPCs that are telling you these things, and they have their own motivations as well. So you you know. Um, Right. How you interpret that encounter between the? And remember, you saw the aftermath of of the of the yellow elf and the um and the drone, yeah. um and then, 
when they sort of threatened you guys, you you ended up like killing them, right? Um, and they, they didn't, you know, and you can obviously see their point of view, like why they're mad at you. Um, anyways, yeah, your interpretation is your interpretation. That's totally fine. Yeah. Alfred, back to the back to the mechanics here. You certainly have enough time to uh, use detect magic and do it over the course of days to determine what amongst your treasure is actually magical. Now, remember, it's not identify. It just basically pinpoints what is magical. So, um, uh, the lance and the, what the, whatever gear you got off the yellow elf, none of that is magical. It is obvious from from days of study that the, that it is exquisite uh, workmanship, but it is not magical. Um, the torques as well are not magical. And you you had a a, a staff. We had a staff from the defeated drone. Right. Okay. Th yep. That is magical. Ooh. Yeah. The the torque is not. Yeah. The, no. Said, no. And the, there was uh, also a drone dagger, I think. Yeah, there's a weird drone dagger, and then there was like a elf dagger too, wasn't there? Fairy yeah. dagger, drone dagger, elf lance, drone staff, drone torque, drone books, elf helmet. Okay, so the. All right. Thank you for reminding me. I only had some of those down. So, uh, yeah, the the it's basically only the Druun stuff that is magical. So the Druun staff still has um, uh, it still has like a, it, with the Druunic script. It's along it is actually written in, in green arcane energy. Basically, that's sort of slightly throbbing uh, within the staff, but it's like much less bright than it was when it was being held in the gra grasp of the Druun at the time. So fairly obvious that it's magical. Um, the uh, spell book, of course, uh, that they were carrying would be the first thing that you would probably look at, Elfric. And uh, they are unique to the Druun themselves, but they have the same spells in them. But they do have some spells. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's see. I think we should sell the spell book. You can have one. Do what you want with it. <laughs> I've I've one I've one interjection. Well, the John looks that up. Uh, I don't think you have any interest in getting rid of the drone staff now that it's magical and you're a greedy arcane. Demon. No, actually, but, I do because I, I'm assuming that it's blatantly drone. Like, well, which is which is. Hear me out. I now have drone robes in my backpack that I pilfered off of a drone, <laughs> and we have a drone staff. And we are currently being hunted by the drone, and we don't know with any certainty that that's going to end, no matter what I say to this guy. And it, and we also know that drone are recognized and revered in most of the towns of the Dolmenwood. Probably not a bad idea to keep a staff and a, and a robe <laughs> around with us in case we need to go incognito. That's Just throwing it out that. there. That's very useful two items. Yeah. I can paint some. I can paint some tattoos on my face. It's fine. It's fine. Well, you, well, you, you have, have the robe right now, but Limnus, you know. We'll, well, we'll, who says I'm coming yeah. back for Lemnus later? Listen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so let's... Don't, don't forget, I have 17 charisma, so if I need to tell people I'm a druid, I will. Oh, yeah, that's true. For the for the, for the the good of the one true lord, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, so, Alfred, the spells that are in this uh, spell book um, are Charm Person, Darkness, Sleep, and Hold Person. So they're all pretty juicy ones. Now remember that you have to, um, if you want to spend the time to copy them, do you do need to uh, roll your chance of copying? Uh, let me get those. Charm, right. charm person, sleep, hold person, and what was the other one? Darkness. darkness. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't have to roll for that because I am the darkness. Ooh. Nice. Wow. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet. You believe in a thing called love? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so are any of these second level? That's my my first question. Like, are any of these second level? Uh, don't whole person I think is second level. Am I, am I wrong about that? I'm afraid to open up the the uh, PDF because I think it'll crash my computer. <laughs> Can someone look at that? Whole person right is third level. Oh, son of a bitch! I can magically yeah. just say it's not in the spell book. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. Let's see. You want to darkness, darkness is the is the reverse of light. Oh, okay. Um, you have to you have to memorize like a second like not memorize, but do you have to learn the opposite of a spell effect? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought you could just cast the opposite. You have to memorize it as the opposite. Yeah, I, I think that's probably you, the way it is. Or I I would probably rule it that way. So yeah. That's fine. You just, you know, once you have it, then you have to choose each day which one you, which version you learn. Um, gotcha. Depends on the copy characters. Okay. Just looking for a time thing for adding these spells. It's okay, but I'm not overly sweating it right now. No, I, don't, I, really think, it's, the I think it's fine. Um, do you want to make your rolls now? The only one I need is charm person. I just need one. That's the only one I don't have already, I think. You don't have whole person either, right? Yeah, but that's, you said that's third level, so uh, there's no point in copying that right now. I don't think you can, actually. Spells of a level which the character can cast may be copied from another source. Yeah, so you you yeah, you yeah could identify it as as um, hold person, you, but you wouldn't be able to copy it yet. Yet. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so charm person. Uh, it's a first level spell. What is your, or, I'm sorry, what is your um, intelligence? My intelligence is 16, 16, thanks to that awesome, like, mushroom. Oh, yeah, your ate. mushroom, yeah. Sweet. Uh-huh. See, Alfred says so you I should definitely truck it. with the Fae. <laughs> that shit's yeah. dope. Seventy-five percent chance. That's right. I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brutal. <laughs> oh man, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. And you know what that means too? You can never learn the spell. Ever? Yep. I can oh. I, I will just wait a, a level and then try it again. Nope. The roll fails. The character can never learn the spell. You're just oh. not you're not a charming guy, Elfric. It's just not your bailiwick for for spells. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's pretty. All right. I just, hey, hey Mike, you want to play a friar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, okay. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. So, John, if we could go back quickly, the Droon Dagger was non-magic. Yeah, right? the only magical things are the um, are the spellbooks and the um, staff. Okay, and were we able? To, uh, did you cast the magic uh, detect magic on the Dolmen Rock Fragment? Does that retain any magic power? Yeah, I mean, I, over the course of the whole week, I would cast detect magic on your underwear. I like, think I just do it all the time. Right. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so John, is that is that rock fragment magic? It, or? it is not. No. Okay. Yeah, All right. Not anymore. And then, do we realize any cash for the cheese? Uh, yes, probably. Let's see here. Well, also, I mean, we should we should uh, talk about whether we want to cash it in, or it sounded pretty uh, like it might have some fairly useful properties if we were to. Uh, what do you get? You got Bugler Boot and Hogger. Is that right? And then the fruit. Yeah, Bugler Boot and Hogler and the fruit. 
Did I give you any amounts for that? Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. You said we had. Uh, do do. Where did the? Okay, here we go. Here's uh, we got. You did not give amounts. You just said sacks full of wondrous stinky things. Okay, so I will roll. So multiple sacks of cheese, and fruit. Maybe one sack of each thing. I don't really know. Okay, so hogger. Let's see. Uh, mostly green milk. So should I? Yo, that's some good stuff. None of, none of the benefits really sounded that great, honestly, Matt. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Some of them sounded healy, which is always interesting to me. Yeah, Bugler, Bugler Boot has a chance of healing you. But, yeah, but these were these won't keep. Didn't didn't you say that too? That yeah, they had to sell them. No, they're not gonna they're not gonna keep. I think oh. we sell them. Oh yeah, we're not wounded now. Let's sell them. Okay, so they come and um, let's see. I'm gonna... Just looking at the the form factor here. So the bugler boot is super slimy, and that has um, that's sold in sock like leather pouches, right? Like long socks. Um, and then right. the hogger is actually. Um, uh, in a round, so it's like a six-inch six round, so like this. So, I'm gonna say I'm gonna roll two d six for the hogger. Okay. So ten, ten rounds of hogger. Um, and then I'm gonna roll. We'll roll the same for the bugly boot. See how many socks we got here. Six. So ten and six. All right, so each one of those um, you can sell here at market um, for half their normal price, which would be 10 GP per per thing. So that was 16. So you could sell the whole gamut for 160 gold on Kali, probably on the day. You get some strange looks like why you are selling Moss Dwarf cheese, but no one really questions you. Okay. But they're happy to have it. Yeah, that's okay. If, if it won't, if it, if the, Benefit's not something that we can keep long term. Then definitely, yeah, yeah. We should we sell that, and then we also had a hundred. Uh, sorry, not hundred. We also had forty four gold pieces from the elf. Right. So right. we we could put that money in just the company fund and worry about the knives and helmets and things later. Um, Unless you want to trade the XP now. <laughs> no, let's not let's not go down the session yeah. with that. So yeah, I should say though before you actually well, well let's say this let's say that there are some moss doors on Kali right who actually come from Orb Swallow and they're delighted to see that you actually have some some of their cheese um uh, and uh, they kind of give you a full rundown on what this possibly does and when you hear it Argus um you may actually think twice about selling some of it for in fact. Okay, so the Muggler Boot first, which is the grocer of the two. Um, if you eat a full pouch of it that takes like a whole turn to eat, there's a three and six chance of healing a hit point. Right? So there's a 50% chance of actually healing one hit point. You eat a whole sock? If you eat a whole sock, yeah. Um, but cool. but if you're not a Moss Dwarf, you can only consume one pouch per day without vomiting. So you can attempt to, 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 make, to eat more <laughs> than that, but uh, you might vomit. Um, now, the Hogger is the interesting one, Argus. Because um, if it's covered in a fuzzy green mold, if non-moss dwarves eat it, as in you guys, um, it induces the profuse growth of mossy green chest hair, which is pretty. 
<laughs> which is pretty amazing. Um, and they think that's like the greatest thing in the world. Like, like uh, we're so happy to see that you have Hogger. You've you've had some, right? And they're like, let me see your chest. You know? um, I mean, but, I would love to both be albino from the Fae Fountain and have just a tuft of, tuft of right green hair. Yeah, yeah, hair. yeah. Now this is all happening before you've even arrived, Willem. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's not what gets you what makes your ears perk up argus um you're like yeah yeah sure i'm gonna sell that anyways um but they say that there is a slight chance we've heard that among non-moss dwarves that um for each round that you eat there's a chance of your overall health increasing as in there is a 10 percent chance per round eaten that your con will be increased by one so we're we gonna all that you gotta give all that to Argus, guys. He will yeah, benefit the most from that. Of course, of course. Do it. I think I'm gonna go buy some crackers, John. <laughs> <laughs> One of those little tiny knives. Yeah. So this is like Argus's lost weekend. Like the eight days is just a montage of just, him, just eating cheese. Just I wonder why. Cheese at the Clash Dandler. It's just amazing. All right. I just keep drinking his wine and crying. <laughs> all right, roll some dice. I want to see if we get a con six. Okay, so what did I say? I said there's ten rounds of hogger, right? Each one of those, <laughs> nothing but each one of those is a ten percent chance. So, um, well, so I mean, we don't need the money, strictly speaking, guys. Do it, do it. So, so, it. so let me ask first, let me ask this first: What yeah. is the difference between a five con and a six con? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Still shitty as fuck. The answer to that question is: it take, I need a. I would. It's that much closer to the con where I don't lose yes, two hit points. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, but I, yeah. so going up to six con doesn't knock it down to one hit point per hit die. No, right? I think I need to get to seven or yeah, to seven. No, actually, oh, no. Every, I'm every step Ted, you're uh, you're at five con. Yeah. So you're suffering minus two hit points. If you go up one con, if you go up to six, you're actually at a minus one. See? Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth okay, it. Okay, so here's the deal, Ted. You can't just quickly roll 10d10 because what it's going to do is add up all that stuff on Albert, so we won't be able to see it correctly. So you'll have to do yeah. you'll have to do ten rolls, but clear each roll in between. Right. Okay. All right. Can we can we make him sleep in another house or something? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad news, man. Bad news. Don't, no one wants to be around Argus at this time. I'm impressed to be worried about your green chest hair farts. I'm in for it. I'm here for you, man. Do it. Your gas. That is the right? price you will pay. Like, Willem is now an albino, and Argus, you will, like, consuming this much hogger in this short amount of time, <laughs> like, your whole pack, it's all green, like, all day long, man. It's like, there's no, there's no getting rid of that. You just have green chest hair. All right, so let's, it, right? Isn't that true? Let's right? do it. Six Everyone's six. waiting. Everyone out there on the internet's waiting to see if you can raise that con, baby. All right. We're all we're all rooting for you. <laughs> this is this is on a percentile dice, right, John? Is that no? You got yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah percentile, yeah. Okay. So he has okay. to roll ten or under. Right. He has to roll ten or under, correct? Okay, so day one, I got my little crackers, a tall glass of beer, lunchtime. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> other way, you look the other way. So close, Ted. Oh, come on! All right, I'm taking them off. That was that was roll number one. You're rolling a D100, oh, or are you just rolling? Yeah, you're rolling a D100. Yeah, go for it. All right. No, no. Okay. Uh oh, that's uh -oh. two. All right. Try it as nachos. Maybe if you just nachos. Like yeah. Ugh. 
All right, that's uh, three. Okay. Uh, today I'll make uh, a, a raclette. <laughs> Oof, well, oh, that, that didn't turn out well at all. No, no, no. Okay, you you better tell what you're gonna throw. Oh, uh, fondue. 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 No, no. That's... Um, PUBG's. PUBG's. There we go. No, yeah. that's five, man. That's a, I'm gonna have some weight issues here. I think uh, I think that was six, wasn't it? I've been, I've been hashing them. Fondue, raclette, nachos, pub cheese. It's, it's six. I've been marking them down. It's, you have four more. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, French, I'm sorry. French I'm sorry, Ted. But yeah. yeah. Do French onion soup. Nice, thick lid. Yeah. Yeah. French onion soup. Onions are healthy. No. Okay. We're at uh, that's, that's seven. You got three more, Ted. Right. I'm just going to do like a Dagwood sandwich. <laughs> Layers of cheese, it's honey in there. It's just all cheese, though. Yeah, it's all cheese. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. Two more. I got two more, right? Yep. Oh, I'm so sick of cheese. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't feel healthier right. at all. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna grate it over, uh, you know, some vegetables today. Perhaps that will help. <laughs> oh, oh! Really? What was it? The di- oh, no. oh, the dice. Oh, like the for dice. a second, look at it. And then... All right, last one, Ted. What are you gonna throw, Ted? I want to know. <laughs> Have it ready. Maybe, maybe like a nice omelet. Yeah. Omelet. That sounds good. I like omelets. Put your valuables away, Ted. Yeah, what am I going to throw? <laughs> a celebration throw is what you're going to throw, Ted. Gonna... <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, well. That's all right. But but you have a lovely tuft of green of green hair. And hey, you go back to Orb Swallow, try it again. <laughs> Will it work more than once? Hmm? Will it work more than once? Yeah, if you, yeah, it ten percent chance per complete cheese round eaten. Argus just moves. There. But I'm saying, say, say he goes up to con six, he could go up to con seven. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow, dude! We all need to be eating this cheese. <laughs> Telling you, man, most wars, baby. Now you're now you're thinking orb swallows are pretty sweet See, destination, this aren't we? <laughs> this is what's beautiful about OSR. Who cares about uh, you know like intrinsic character yeah. advancement? If I was giving you a wish world, at first eat level, eat some fucking cheese, dude. The size the limit. <laughs> you can become a cheese farmer, all right? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, how this works. Realize. Except you have one bad day copying down a spell, and you can never learn that fucking spell again. <laughs> nah, I might, I might, I might redo that because yeah. I get, I could tell. I can't even look at cheese now, so no. you're never gonna poop again. It's never happening for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going back, uh, so after eight days pass, um, uh, Gwilym, I assume as soon as you find out from a Reverend Smunk that in the next day, as you or, or do do you go over there in the middle of the night to the Clash Antler? I remember, I was I wanted to. I'm very concerned with what this guy's gonna do once he's healed up, right? Mobile, right? And I would like to include these guys in a conversation with. Him slash, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to bring them over. That's so, great. Yeah, can I just ask something real quick then before you do, and we should talk about this a second for a party. 
if we return to this drone, the dagger and the staff, fuck you on the books, they don't exist. But like, if we give those back to him, is that enough of a token to be like, look, what happened was a mistake. We didn't mean any disrespect. We need to not get murdered by your folks every time we go outside to the outhouse. Like, is there some, is that better than your disguise idea? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm willing to give up a magical staff because as soon as I use it, someone's going to be like, you're a druid. And I'm going to be like, no. Here's, here's my, here are some, some thoughts. I, I mean, it's a valid, valid question, right? Like, I pried intentionally with the life debt remark to see if he was amicable at all to the idea that, like, he owed me one. And he more or less outright rejected that. No, I like, get that. Basically, immediately. So, so like, I don't know. And, and he's kind of sneering the whole time. Like, he's reluctantly complying because he's injured and his life kind of depends on it. I don't know once that he's able-bodied that he has any interest in redacting those threats. Now, we should still explore every possibility for your, for your remark. Other thought? The drone are like what? Like, fucking CIA? Fuck the drone. One, two. It sounds, it sounds like perhaps that we don't know, but for from Chai Thane, Chai, it sounds like perhaps the uh, integrity of this group at its inception is different than the integrity of it now, perhaps. And, and, and also, again, from the language you used talking to me, as well as trying to take the sword from um, uh, my dear friend, Halifax. Uh, Sorry, Halifax. Um, they view this all as like a, a grab, right? Like, didn't want to exchange information, wanted all of my secrets, refused to share, right? Like, wants to take anything arcane, wants to take items arcane, wants to take knowledge arcane, agrees that, um, uh, uh, like that, that we should be afraid of the Nag Lord, but like doesn't appear to have any interest in aligning with the church or society at large in that endeavor. Now, we could try to negotiate that, which is what I think is worth doing, but that requires us to either dive deeper and engage with them en masse and, and risk our lives, or give up i don't know just some thoughts but well, like actually though he he did i mean i i halifax wasn't there sure but i do remember uh hearing on the wind him uh uh asking you if you were kind of an official representate you know if you had sure. a, a official line on the church so well what that sounds like to me though is that they're not communicating with the church otherwise why wouldn't they have already under, right? under, like, understand well, too that you 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 get the distinct impression from what you saw on the white way that um, Limnus is not a, um, sure, sure. Uh, he's not like right. a, a high ranking member of the Druid, right? Um, and they're not a high ranking member of the church, so that actually right. almost might actually be a better thing. And and two, right? also also and this is also could be Brother Gwillem's own sort of um, peccadillo, like his own sort of thing. Like he may look at the Druid as like a monolithic force, um, but they are all individual men. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, you, you don't know enough about them to know if they all toe the line or if, you know, some of them have different aims, you know, that, you know, just, just be aware. Like, you know, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. It's a possibility. Uh, I, mean, I would really love to not have to, you know, look over my shoulder every time we go camp, you know? <laughs> no, I agree. Well, and Halifax, like he's, he's, um, uh, with you, Alfred, because, um, you know, this was all a mistake. He sees these guys, he always thought that these guys were supposed to be allies. Based on what we said, you know, when large threats uh, uh, arise, these guys were a force that could stand with us against that. Mm. Um, and this seemed, this whole, you know, 
interaction seems to have been uh, a mistake. We shouldn't have been where we were. They came at us kind of hard. We came at them hard back. Mistakes happen, right? right? But this is a chance. Give them back their, you know, give them back their stuff. We helped, you know, we hurt a guy. We helped a guy. Here's your stuff back. Let's talk about this common enemy that we have. I agree. I'll, I'll add one other thought to that. Uh, again, with no aim other than expanding our conversation. Um, it is evident to me, or at least in my interpretation, that the Druun, oh, whatever pack they may have in the protection of this base, uh, I mean, they murdered a golden elf, right? Like, their protection of the arcane seems to be more about cloistering their power than protecting the realm. Because to protect the arcane would be not to go to war with the golden elves, right? Would be not to murder anyone potentially innocently on site. We don't know, right? But it's, it's clear to me that they aren't good, per se, at least in the present form. Otherwise, or, or at least to me, it, it seems to me that their motivation in protecting these, 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 these secrets is more selfish necessarily than than it is, like, benevolent. At least I can feel that way. But we can also bring up the point that we went to Phrygia and hung out with some frost elves, and that there's a portal that's, like, right down there. Sure. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like we've already put we've already put Harrowmore on, on point for that, and the church, and they're all, like, freaking out and being like, oh, you know, Mosselmer Druge is like, I'm going to summon the Council of Elders and talk about this shit because this is bad, right? So this could be the rallying point to get the Druun to come out of their shell. And we need a, I, I feel like we need a liaison with them, right? Like, he goes back to his people. He says, we were tracking the people. We got jumped by some goat dudes that wanted to kill them too. I was captured. Everyone else is dead. And one of them saved my life and brought me back to Frigwart, returned our artifacts to us, said it was a horrible mistake. And, and worst case scenario, they're like, no, we're going to kill those guys anyway. We're in the same place that we are. We literally lose nothing. No, I, so, agree. I agree. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, we can't assume like a benevolence on their part. They, they seem very selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone else here, I feel like, feels like they want to categorize people as good guys or bad guys, but I don't think there are any good guys in this group. Well, yeah, or, and I think, I think again, good point to to illustrate that is that Chaitain clearly managed to create an allegiance with with the elves and the drone and the drone. So, like, they are more useful as a barometer of success. Right? Mm -hmm. and neutrality or like benevolence than either the drone or the elves necessarily are individually right sure so so is is halifax capable of being a neo chithane or right are we capable maybe of brokering these conversations as we intend in a similar way that perhaps he was able to in the past maybe that's more of a conversation we should have i don't know yeah anyway, we can get into the weeds about this i agree let's let's just go talk to him and, and yeah. try to smooth smooth our we immediate should be okay with the artifacts is what i'm saying with what? We should be okay with returning the artifacts. Right. If you want to use it as a bartering ship, it makes sense. I don't think he knows they exist, per se. Oh, I guess they would know that we stripped the corpse. They literally are after us because we murdered that one guy. Yeah. It's a safe bet that they had worked out that we took stuff. stuff. Yeah. The stuff yeah. that the guy had, yeah. Yeah. Um, where's right, where's Joe's fancy it, dagger? I, uh, yeah, I, mean, I would say... 
experience points, you know, but um we got it back to town, Ted. We should get experience points for them anyway. We haven't. Right? We have not received any experience points for any of that stuff. Well, you bring that up with God, okay? (laughs) (laughs) How about this? Why don't don't we do it live and see what this fella has to say, and we can reveal these artifacts as necessary. We are literally having the most metagame conversation. Let's let's, let's do it live, and if we feel like bartering with these artifacts, we can, and whatever, right? We don't need to predetermine the whole process. If you want to take the metagaming out, Argus would be like, dude, you know, screw those guys. You know, (laughs) it's our stuff. We took it. Feel the battle. Let's sell it. We got to make money. That's the whole point. Why we do this? Let's make money. In the game, in the game we, thing, you would you would get the you would get the XP for that value of stuff that was brought back. You, we don't. We didn't come here to make friends with Druin or elves. We came here to get cash, get rich, and retire. I just don't want to get murdered in the woods. I just don't want to get murdered in the woods for no reason. That's all I'm saying. Well, we saved a guy's life. That's a pretty good uh, uh, token of neutrality. You sure. Could, you could, you could claim that you sold the stuff already. Either way, I think we should maybe just go and talk to... Yeah, yeah that's All fine. Right. I'm All just right. saying that's Argus' take, is he'd be like, I think we should yeah. sell it. So first, of course, there's the, the matter that, you know, Gwillem, we can gloss over it, of course, if you want, but, uh, you know, you, you make your way over to the Clash Antler at 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, there's nothing going on. Like, like yeah, they, they, no, everyone's asleep. Um, the whole thing smells like cheese farts. Yeah, there's a <laughs> redolent smell of, of cheese for some reason. Um, and when you pound on the door, um, you know that the person that you're basically waking up is going to be one of the two over 80 year old innkeeps of the place, you know. So it's going to be Sepestra or a, a Blino Jongle. Um, and uh, uh, you know, the cabin is ours, right? We've been staying in the same place, right? Uh, that's true. Yeah, you could just go to the go to the cabin um, instead yeah. instead of pounding on the door. Um, wake the elderly. Let them I think I stand through the door with no shirt on, right? Just <laughs> green hair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gwilla! No, I see Argus just like leaning against the door frame, like, what's up? He's okay. scratching. He's like, <laughs> a little late. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I say, uh... Are you green <laughs> with envy? All right. All right. Good night. Uh, 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 I lost it is it is quite Argus. shocking when you hear at the end of the you know late at late at night all of a sudden this guy that you've been waiting for just uh shows up um and you're looking you know you're very you're very travel worn Gwilym, right you traveled all day long so oh, yeah. yeah man i say i say uh uh, uh argus argus time is a flat circle <laughs> <laughs> what 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 Life is, uh, uh, I've, I've discovered a drone. I have him in the church. He's in there. Oh, let me get my spear. Hold on. We, we have to, we have to move quickly. We may have to kill him. You jest. And yet all of that, all of the allies that he had that were hunting us through the fog gate are dead. Save for him. I love opportunity it. Opportunity to bar these. Okay. We'll see okay. what happens. Get I'll everyone else. Up. Let's go. I'll suit up. All right. So. Playing down my visor, my spear. You make your uh, uh, greetings with uh, Gwilym. Happy to see that he is alive. Um, And uh, you make your way back to the church. I should have mentioned too that I I forgot Gwilym that you are actually your your skin color is completely changed. Like your your look is completely done. So when Leanne Smunk first meets you, and she is shocked to see the the changes that overcome you. Um, But once. Yes. Yeah. She. She. Um. If she's nothing else, though, she's a very circumspect woman. Like she. Uh. She. She. Uh. 
she has a lot of tact, so she doesn't she doesn't bring it up, you know. But she can't help you can't. But she's got that one orange eye that she's just sort of like you know eyeing you up and down with it, sort of rolling around like Mad Eye Moody sort of thing, you know. Um, so. Um, anyways, uh, you get back. Um, she has finished um, bandaging up um, uh, Limnus. Now, Limnus has been, basically been shorn of his robes for the second time within 24 hours um, and is uh, uh, resting comfortably upon like a like a like an unused pew back in the, the back sacristy. Um, uh, but he's basically wrapped like head to toe in white bandages that are um, already some of them are actually like. Um, seeping, sorry, excuse me, uh, seeping through, seeping through with blood. Um, his whole head um, is basically like like a, a cross, like what do you call it? like a, a cross wrap, like all the way around with like mounds of cloth that's over over top of his eye. Um, um, and so he's basically unrecognizable. So he looks like basically like a mummy, like all white with bandage bandages, but then he's got like the 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 spots of like dark inked tattoo. You can see similar to like uh, I referenced. Um, Conan the Barbarian, the way that he looked um, uh, with his tattoos, it's a very similar in that way that uh, all his entire body is inked in that fashion. Um, now that you see him, it's like you would have seen that earlier, actually, Willem, whenever he changed robes with you. But um, if he dies, you're next, wizard. <laughs> dang. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, I just rewatched the movie. I remember the line. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh! You were doing a Conan. Line. I thought you were talking to Alfred. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, oh, Argus. <laughs> Shit, like, what did what did Alfred do? Argus getting hardcore. Yeah. I mean, that was just great wizard is Mako, man. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> great wizard, that guy. He's awesome. Yep, Mako. If you can quote Conan, you must quote Conan. That's all I'm saying. Yes, this is this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, okay, so you, uh, so yeah, he's like reclined. He's basically like unconscious, you know. And she she sees all of you. She sees. It is so late, <laughs> but uh, it is good to see all of you again and all together. Uh, he is resting comfortably. Um, I'm afraid uh, he, his eye is, of course, uh, gone forever, but um, it will heal and he, he will be all right. He needs, uh, he will not be able to move from this spot for some time. What do you know of the drone and their secrecy? Uh, I have not had... Uh, the pleasure, she says, of their company for uh, you know, only brief times I have ever, ever, ever encountered them, but um, they are an unpleasant folk. Uh, they keep to themselves and they don't uh, brook anyone um, entering their territory. Uh, although I, sh I should say that sometimes it is difficult to know when you are in the Druin's territory until it is too late, <laughs> she says, but... Um, it certainly seems they have a disposition of owning all territory. Uh, um, they were here before us. Um, I think sometimes that some of the more strident members of our church uh, fail to remember that they have deeper ties to the land than we do. Uh, us who are uh, claim our uh, our um, ancestors from the Domen at large. Um, they were here long before the emperor was um uh, before the first emperor and before the church. Um, so I understand their ambivalence towards our our presence in the wood these many long years and their, uh, their feelings of propriety for, um, for all, all matters, uh, all matters arcane. Um, I myself believe in the seven mandates and I do not, uh, I do not, uh, 
dabble in that sort of knowledge. Um, she kind of gives Elfric a little bit of a side eye, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I cannot deny that, uh, the mystical arts are uh, prevalent everywhere in the wood. Um, I know of the ley lines, um, and I know of the triple compact and, uh, what they did for us, uh, in, and I wish they could remember this, that they did in association with the church and the Duke was a noble thing. Um, so I think more, it would be helpful if more people remembered that, I think. I agree. Allegiances are necessary uh, in a land beset by all manners foul. I should say, um, though, that this, this man in particular is a very unpleasant fellow, though. He certainly seems. Getting your face it. ripped off will do that to a guy. Yes. Uh, Take that well, into account. I, 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 I have to admit that um, I saved his life, and he is not uh, a big fan of ours. But I see some good uh, as a as a man of the church, as you can understand, and trying to establish a connection again between our institutions. Unfortunately, I'm but a friar with very little repute. Uh, do you know uh, if anyone would be able to advocate for us better than myself with the Druum, perhaps through this? this individual uh like you mean like someone someone with more authority in the church he asked if i had authority in the church i'm just throwing it out there i just want to have that conversation before you go talk to him yeah. uh she says i of course would be willing to help you talk with him uh, but uh as far as uh, i don't think that frankly that there are too many people in the church that are as open-minded as you or i um uh I'm going to give a knowing look to the guys and to see if they want me to mention the fact that we killed one of these drones to her. Yeah, yes. I don't know. No, no. Okay. She seems, well, you do what you feel. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to. If you, I'm, that's why I gave you the look. No, I man. Just, I actually think it's a good idea. She seems like an ally. Like, I'm okay with that. She might help us as an advocate. I think you just got to be real clear on what we were doing. We were just out exploring in the woods. We stumbled into some of their territory. Just like she warned us, um, just like what you said. I mean, I don't think there's anything to hide. The only thing maybe not to hide is the fact that me and Argus were like hanging out with the gorse, like chipping off pieces and reading shit. You know? <laughs> I won't. I won't mention that. Okay. So if if sort of talking in a circumspect way makes sense, I'm going to do so, and I'm going to say uh, we were exploring in territory we did not know was the drone. Came upon a fallen elf. Uh, uh, and soon thereafter, uh, not this gentleman, but one of his allies, uh, fell upon us and demanded my my dear friend Halifax to bequeath his sword to them, mistaking them for brigands. Uh, we defended hmm. ourselves lethally. Uh, and she now, says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, and now, this gentleman and his compatriots. Uh, out for us. I saved his life uh, in an attempt to make amends, but I do not get a deep sense that it will be enough, at least coming from us. And so I'm sharing this with you because we hope to smooth things over. Yeah. Well, you've done the right thing, of course, and in, in uh, followed our Lord's teachings uh, by helping this man, even though that he desired your death. Um, 
when he was in need. So that uh, I assume if he has any shred of moral compass, that he will appreciate that. And uh, that uh, will, when you do enter into negotiations with him or ask him your questions, that um, he will take that into account. Um, but um, uh, she she basically tells you without role playing out the whole thing that she thinks that this is a good um a, a good fresh start like you have a you have a unique opportunity here um Precisely. uh but if you think that he is a low ranking member she just, she's not really sure how far that's going to get you but yes. um having an ally or someone you, you know making an ally of the dro- of this particular droom cannot hurt uh Precisely. right yeah, my object again, not to roleplay. My my objective is to use a tragedy and pivot into a, a reopening of conversation, right? Right. Yeah. As, and, and use the tragedy as proof that that conversation has to happen. It's sort of like where I'm thinking. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you can see her eyes spark a little bit when she starts to kind of think through like the ramifications of what may actually be able to occur here, um, and uh, she has like a deeper understanding of the relationships between these factions than the average person, um, and so she is excited and, you know, would like, you know, as she suggests, she would, she would like that to just to see that happen. So, um, she's okay. excited for it. So, I mean, if everyone miss, thinks that makes sense, I just wanted to involve her. Let's go talk. Then. Yeah. All right. Cool. So That's we fine. should, um, this is actually a great place to stop. It's almost midnight and we could pick up with that conversation with Limnus um, when he wakes up. Um, uh, she would probably demand you guys actually let him sleep through the night before you question him. Um, anyways, I was going to yeah. suggest something like that too. Yeah. yeah, and you guys are all sleepy, anyways. Uh, the three of you, Gwillem's ready, to, ready and raring to go. But um, can I at least put his hand in a, a, a bowl of water? <laughs> <laughs> Servant of God, my Just ass. One, one final indignity. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's great. We'll pick it up with. Um, with uh, questioning Limnus the Drune about uh, what you, how how you're going to take this relationship and what you're going to try and learn from him. Uh, yeah. All right. right uh, uh, sounds good. Another great session, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, to our listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, it has been an awesome ride so far. We are on the cusp. We're so close. So close as all of my companions here constantly make me aware of of how close we are to a thousand <laughs> subscribers uh so if everyone here could uh everyone watching could maybe spread the words to their family and friends and just put us right over that hump uh that would be awesome it doesn't really mean that much but it looks really good when you look at the site it just says 1k so um we'd like to see that turn around would be awesome so uh, thank you to everyone who has made it uh made us get this far made us get this far so far um and uh we hope to see you guys next time don't forget to like and subscribe as normal hit the bell icon so that you get notifications every time we put something new up and don't forget that you can also listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms so thanks for tuning into 3d6 downline guys we will see you next week have a good night thanks john bye bye guys thanks john